It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, Michigan State, lands a running back, but maybe not the one we, uh, maybe not the one we thought it was going to be. And we got a basketball game this weekend, but no football game. Let's do it. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Friday, December 18th. The year is 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my Audric Estime Who co-host Matt Sheehan. <laughs> okay, I would still appreciate his services in East Lansing <laughs> if he were to do so, uh, either today on this fine Friday or in February when he can make it official once again. Um, He's signing today, if he hasn't already signed. Correct, yeah. Whether it's to Notre Dame or Michigan State or just straight to the league, um, who's to say? Feel like yeah, I don't know. I don't really feel like today affected the chances one way or another too much, but Will, yeah. I think we're going to get into that later. I think we definitely will. On today's show, we're going to talk about that situation. We're going to start with Harold Joyner, uh, give you a little primer on Michigan State's new running back and how that situation relates to the situation of Audric Estime, and we're not going to really harp on it too much. It'll just be like context because sure. by the time you listen to this, he could have very well signed already with Notre Dame. Um, after that, we are going to talk about Michigan State taking on Northwestern in the old Shooty Hoops conference season, finally starting for your Spartans, Matt. I feel like it's been three and a half weeks, man, I for know. basketball. Haven't seen nice them have back. in a minute. Uh, and then we will uh, do our Big Ten picks and maybe talk very briefly about just football season, s- football season seemingly being over uh, a little bit earlier than we had thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So that is the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You got it. Also, spartanswill.substack.com. If it's not up already at some point this morning, I will have a breakdown of Anthony Russo, the newest Michigan State football quarterback. Yes, Matt, I watched uh, a few full games and a number of uh, just not like highlights, but like Maddie loves ball, whatever it is, like fifteen oh, minute compilation, account. yeah, yeah great clips account. of just mm-hmm. like not all the plays, but like sixty five percent of the plays from a bunch of games. So I went through a lot, found a ton of his interceptions, figured out some things that were going on, and you know, writing up a uh, a review of what type of football player he is. So you can check that out. Spartanswill.substack.com. Harold Joiner, Matt. I. Was uh, very obviously very excited. I mean, anytime you get a just a brick house six foot four running back heading up to East Lansing, which happens quite often, of course, as we all know, um, you get tend to get excited. Will and I gotta mm-hmm. say, but my excitement was also matched with surprise as well. I knew this was a kid that had MSU top of mind when he was in high school, but I mm-hmm. you just kind of figure that flies out the door once he goes SEC and just kind of enjoys collegiate ball down south there. Um, enjoys is probably surprised. not the word I would use. Part- barely partaked in uh, college, collegiate college football down there. Yeah. So Harold Joyner, class of 2018, running back, uh, went to Auburn, 
mm-hmm. out of high school. He was the oh crap! I should have this up in front of me. He was a four star. <laughs> he he was, was like a ninety three. Yeah, so we're in there. Uh, he was a very highly touted recruit. Had offers from all over the place. Yeah. Um, number one fifty two in the country. Number five running back. Uh, in the class of 2018 and 93.75 in the composite ranking. Like I said, offers from everywhere, and he is massive, as Matt mentioned, six foot three, six foot four, 230 pounds, somewhere in there. He's a large kid. Yes. Very large. But you don't transfer from places, generally, uh, if you're doing well, unless it's like a transfer up. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't classify this as a transfer up from Auburn to Michigan State, is at best horizontal for MSU fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, He appeared in, through three seasons, 2018, 19, and 20, he appeared in nine total games. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. I can see why Gus was uh, fired. He he was fired for just one reason. One reason. He didn't give Harold Jordan enough spin, baby. Let's talk about it. He got one. He had one game, three carries for nine yards uh, in 2018, which was his red shirt year. 2019, he played in eight games, had 12 rushes for 94 yards, 7.8 per carry and a touchdown. Six catches, 128 yards, 21 yards per catch and another touchdown there. For a total of 18 touches, 222 yards, 12.3 yards per touch, and two touchdowns. This year did not play in a single game to start the season and transferred out at the beginning of October. I think maybe week one or week two. I I forget when the SEC freaking started this year. Um, But yeah, didn't have a role early on the team and said, okay, I'm going to go elsewhere. Well, what happened? Why should we be excited about someone who clearly just it didn't work, didn't hack it, couldn't get on the field for Auburn? And Take me to church, Will. It's not like Auburn was great, right? They were there. They, they yeah, were. They've had, yeah, they've had some good the football field. Yeah, they've had some good players. Um, I think Carryon Johnson would have been a senior that first year. So okay, yeah, true freshman, not going to see the field, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But even still, like they just fired their coach, Matt. It's not like they're just we're churning it out. It's like, well, you know, of course he didn't right. get on the field. There's, there's so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no room for a six foot four athletic yeah. beast on this yeah. field. Not 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 at Auburn. So right, yeah, he didn't play. They played two games. They played Kentucky and Georgia, and he left after the Georgia game, not seeing the field. So yeah, here's kind it. of what I've gathered in terms of research and just trying to figure things out. So hit me. He is not a traditional running back, Matt. Uh, no, he's not. No, he's six foot four. Um, tall. Derek that Henry's is high. not generally the type of person Auburn uses as a running back, and he wasn't recruited to be a traditional tailback. Um, reading about his commitment to Auburn, he said, you know, the plan is to do some traditional running back. I'm going to be out in the slot. I'm going to be playing wing. I'm going to be playing H-back, tight end. It's a. I don't know how much Auburn offense you watch or how much Auburn offense the 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 listeners watch. It's weird. It's a weird it, offense. It's also not pretty too. Like it, I, yeah. yeah, it's it's unique. It's certainly uh, it's a Gus. You you know a Gus Mills on offense when you see one. There's a, you, you, that's a great way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> there's like 19 wings in one player. Like how are they even? I don't. It doesn't. There's. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of old school stuff. 
they run like five plays. It's it's just different, and they don't like their running backs. <laughs> the timing steps and the way they do things. Like I was watching some of Joiner's clips, and this is a six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound monster, and they hand the ball off to him, and by design. He's standing completely still. And it's not just him. It's like all the running backs do this. They stand completely still, make a read, and then run. It's just different. They, they do like a skip step on all their timing things. Sometimes they totally freeze. It's just, it's not normal. It's not your traditional, what you think about, I'm a running back, I'm seven yards deep. Even if it's like not an under center, it's a pistol, shotgun, whatever. You're still seven yards deep. You're in your running back stance. And you take a timing step and then you run to where you're supposed to. Like, that's generally how it goes. That's not what Auburn does. But he was recruited to do a, a variety of different things. And from what I could gather, uh, it just didn't go real well off the jump, you know. And anytime you have a kid who's a 94 ish rating at running back, expects to come in and be like a stud all right away. Mm hmm. And it doesn't go well quickly. No, it's not like that happened to any player in MSU. Not their defense, at least, certainly. Yeah. No. Um, it can go south, and it can, you know, I don't, we don't know the situation, but it's just on message boards and just reading about things. It no seems like. coming to East Lansing. That's yeah, enough for me. It seems like early on, maybe there were some effort things in practice. It wasn't working, wasn't a good fit. And again, I want to remind everyone this was 2018 okay he only saw the field one game saw the field a lot more in 2019 and was really productive in the limited touches he got Mm -hmm. and then didn't see the field at all in 2020 so I think the wing h-back type stuff the receiver maybe wasn't going the way he wanted wasn't practicing like he you know necessarily could have and and I want to say Matt did you see his not the actual official, like, hey, I'm coming. What he said after that on Twitter? Oh, I did, but I can't quote it verbatim. Is it the one with, like, all caps and all the green hearts? Like, the, the king is coming to his kingdom or something like that? Yep. Yep. That is pretty much it. It says, the king is finally coming to his castle. Ah, castle. Shoot. Yes. Ron, uh, kingdom and, buzzword. Yes. Shoot. And so that stems from him as a high schooler, 17-year-old, before canceling his official visit to Michigan State, texting that verbatim, the king is coming to see his castle. Mm. He said that. The king is coming to see his castle. He sent that to, I think it was like Rico Beard or like some rivals reporter about his visit. What type of person, what type of vibe do you think he was bringing to Auburn if he was sending that to recruiting reporters when he was in (laughs) high school? Honestly. Um... I, we could fill in the blanks there. A yeah, little, I mean, a little bit of arrogance, maybe. It's just some, maybe, maybe a twinge, a, a nice twinge, a little bit yeah. of arrogance, and then what happens if, or what I like to call it, moxie. Yes, maybe. there you go. Moxie. What yes. happens when an eighteen-year-old, really arrogant alpha who has dominated football his entire life shows up at Auburn and has to suddenly work and Probably is a reality check? Yeah, it gets a little bit of a reality check, and you know what? Not everyone takes to that. Right away, not everyone takes to it at all. We don't know if he has changed at all from that. It's like very possible. He showed up there, thought he was going to be the man, was going to be carrying the load. The dude 
like he's six games into his freshman year, not seeing the field, what's going on, and it just snowballed from there in the doghouse, right? You get what I'm saying. Of course. And it's kind of like you can work your way back from that sort of stuff, but it can sour quick, and then another kid comes in and takes your spot, and all of a sudden you're fifth on the depth chart at running back, and you're like, what the hell happened? I was the man. How did this go? And that can humble people. That can change perspectives. That can, I don't know, provide a fresh opportunity with a different perspective. And I'm not going to read too much into his tweet, but him saying that in quotes, kind of joking about it today, kind of makes me feel maybe a little bit he's like, you know what, that was kind of ridiculous what I uh, said. Fresh start time. Yeah. Yeah, that was a little silly, seems like. So we don't know. We don't know what type of kid he is. I would imagine they did some vetting and talked to him and talked to other coaches. Like, what went wrong? Why didn't it work out? What's with this effort stuff? And they felt comfortable enough. Like, yeah, this is someone we're going to take a shot on. And that's all it is. It's a shot on a really talented person. I can say this very confidently. He is easily the most talented offensive skill player we've seen at Michigan State. Just talent from a physical, like, God-given ability. Size, speed, strength, athleticism. Like, I posted a video of him doing, like, seven back handsprings in a row. He can catch a ball and backflip at the same time. He's got highlight clips of him doing that. He's the best pure athlete we're going to have at Michigan State in a long time. Whether or not he can play, we don't know. But I like who is the last freak of nature af- athletically they've had on offense. Honestly, like they've had on a ton of offense. Yeah, man. they'd have had oh, a ton man. of really great, awesome football players, but never someone where you're like first team off the bus. That dude is scary big, monster fast. Like it's it's been a long time. Yeah, I'm thinking of like fast guys, but they were smaller. They're like you yeah. know, like Shelton or uh, you know, go back to Nick Hill, uh, who was probably pound for pound the most athletic guy as he was. Nick probably, Hill was five, what, six. five five. Yeah, right. I'm talking like this. He's like someone that would end up on Bruce Feldman's freaks list, right? Yeah, just a, a monster of a person. He's six. Tony Mandarich. Tony Mandarich. There. <laughs> it but there it is. Let's scale it back then. Charles, <laughs> if Charles, we're gonna go just offense. Yeah. Charles Rogers. Now clearly Chuck could play. And Joyner sure, has not proved at all that he can play at the collegiate level, although in limited touches, again, he's really productive in touching the ball 22 times. We're yet to see if this will work out. I think it's a wonderful chance to take, a wonderful person to try to, like, let's see if we can get the best out of him. And if it works, he's going to be really freaking good. I mean, this is portal season. Listen, at Michigan State fans, we need to get used to just portal season. We're going to take a lot of flyers. Maybe 90% of these guys are going to be flyers. No one is transferring out of a school because they're getting too much playing time and things are going too well there. Like, there's a lot of gambles that we're going to be taking here. This is the first one. But you know what? When you're in 93, back in the day on uh, the old 24-7 sports composite, when you're 6'4 and you're running back and you're coming from the SEC – I would say that's a pretty safe bet that you could play. If it doesn't work out, whatever. Like, it, it doesn't really change much. Uh, it is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, listen, we, we, we got to get the, the flyer mentality right now. Some of these are going to hit. Some of these are not. But, man, I love the prospect of this one. Yeah, he is a special, special talent. Let's see if they can turn him into a good football player because he has yet to prove that he can do that at the collegiate level. High school is a totally different story. I don't, you know, he scored 7,000 touchdowns, but... 
mm-hmm. pretty much completely unproven at the collegiate level. Maybe change of scenery will do him good. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe he can't get on the field at MSU, and if he doesn't, well, it was a good hack to take. I'm good taking these kinds of cuts. Sure. All right, we'll come right back, and we will uh, touch briefly on Estime, and then we'll get into our basketball preview. But first, word from Coors Light. Oh, I'm so excited for double Spartan weekend Coors Light, baby. (laughs) Football on Saturday. (laughs) Parlay right into basketball on Sunday. How sad is that? Whatever. Hey, it's going to be still a great slate of football on Saturday, though, regardless. It is. It is. And I have a lot less work to do, so you know what? Hey, look at you, man. (laughs) It's not the worst. These days, it seems like life forces (laughs) us to be on all the time, unless you are Maryland COVID protocols. Every now and Uh, then, it's important to stop and hit the reset button, and that is when you reach for a cold, delicious Coors Lights Mountain Cold Refreshment that is made to chill. Matt, you already said it. Coors Light mm-hmm. this Sunday, actually Saturday, you start. We're not watching MSU, but you know what? You don't have to watch MSU. You can watch any college football with a Coors Light next to your side, and it's the perfect beer to do that. I mean, get it started Friday night, too. We got big-time yeah. football still. We got one game on, I think Nebraska versus Nebraska Rutgers. Rutgers. I, if that doesn't scream, crack the Coors <laughs> open, I, I don't know what will then. I'm sorry, I can't help you here. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> with, uh, with minimal games this weekend, with not our team playing, yeah, conference championships is pretty fun. Still right? plenty of games, still plenty of teams, still enough to sit down on the couch, relax, and enjoy a delicious Coors Light. They are cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged, quite literally, made to chill, and that's why it's the beer we choose when we need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Join us on Monday on Locked On Spartans where we will be recapping the weekend that was uh, both in the basketball court and the football recruiting world join us monday right here locked on spartans okay matt real quick on audric estime yeah for sure so he may have already signed uh with either michigan state or notre dame at this point he and he said thursday night as we record this it's 10 42 thursday night he tweeted a few hours ago that he was going to be signing his nli tomorrow instead of waiting until february which seemed like the original plan now, people got up into a little bit of a tizzy uh, uh, from a comment Mel Tucker made uh, in his, uh, <laughs> in uh, his, his radio show. On yes. his radio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, regarding recruiting, we're not done yet. We got some good news a little bit ago. We'll see tomorrow morning. And some people thought that might be related. Like, we just got some good news. You'll see tomorrow morning. I read it as we just got some good news. Joiner, we'll see tomorrow morning. Estimate. Oh, see, okay, I took it more as like the Gino Vandemark, which is still up in the air. Um, he could possibly sign today, but yeah, I mean, what, regardless. That was it, my it was, read. Yeah, okay. I don't think it was, regardless, it wasn't him, I don't think, tipping that, hey, we we got Estime signing tomorrow. Likewise. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I'm still thinking it's going to be a Notre Dame thing. I will say I do, I'm pretty confident in a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Joiner and Estime are unrelated to each other. 
Yes, I have one thing that could back that up, but but go on unless you want me to tap in here. Go ahead, say say your thing. So, of course, people see the Joyner thing. All yes. right, hey, this junior's coming in. He's going to be taking some snaps. Okay, you got Jordan Simmons here. Wow, that's two running backs that he'd have to compete with uh, for snaps. Okay, uh, Notre Dame, <laughs> top running back, sophomore, Kyren Williams. Their second running back, uh, Chris Tyree. He's a freshman. And then their third running back, well, this is a great name, Sebo uh, Flem- Fleemeister, Flemister, whatever. He's a junior. I don't think he's going to be jumping to the league. So, yeah, like Notre Dame's already pretty backlogged that running back, too. Listen, th- there's maybe three programs in this country that couldn't find snaps for Audric Estime. Like, mm-hmm. maybe four if you really want to stretch it there. Like, Finding him playing time is not going to be an issue if just one guy joins the running back room. Like He's going to get the rock multiple times. Yeah. If it's playing time and the backlog that we're worried about, don't be because Notre Dame's got the same thing going on over there. Yeah, and Notre Dame might be one of the four teams that is going to struggle to find him snaps. Like Sure. They've got right. a bunch of good backs. And the ones that don't really play right now were like top 100 recruits. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, right, yeah. And Estime's a very good recruit. He's also... 244 in the composite you know he's been rising and i think you and i both think he's way better than that yeah but i don't you know i don't think he's rising into the top 50 top 100 like maybe edge of top 100 number eight running back or something like that but like they got some really really talented guys that can't get on the field because uh, they have really talented guys on the field map yeah, right. So, and so, like, we got a few people asking us, like, oh, did this joiner thing you think seal the deal for estimated Notre Dame? It's like, no. no, I think it's the college football power and team that's about to go to the college football playoff offering him that maybe sealed the deal on this thing. Like, I, the, the joiner thing is maybe, if it's anything, marginal, if that. So yeah. that's, that's my thoughts on it. And I don't think it was, oh, you're going to not sign with us, estimate? Well, look at yeah, this. Right. It, I, Joyner's been on board for... A little bit. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that Mel Tucker and company is just going to try to get any good player yeah. they possibly can, regardless of position, too. Yeah. I mean, and also, I know I've said it a hundred times, but... I'm pretty yeah. confident that... Uh, pretty confident they're still pursuing other running backs, Matt. Yeah, I would say so, too. Let, yeah, it's it's the old uh, adage of the, the grocery shopping game where you just run into everything and anything <laughs> that looks good, you're throwing it in the cart. Who cares if I got 10 of them at home? I'll, <laughs> that one looks even shinier than the one I got. Throw it in, baby. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking if Estime signs, that'll probably it be it. If mm-hmm. Estime ends up going to Notre Dame, I, I think they're going to add another running back, whether it's Portal or they can somehow get in with a high school kid who has yet to sign. There's only a handful of the top guys that have yet to sign at the running back spot. Right on, yeah. Yeah, I, I do think they're going to be adding another running back. So I I, I, I get the coincidence that they were two minutes apart. I don't think Audric Estime saw that tweet and somehow in two minutes was like, well, screw that. I'm signing up. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. I think it's just a coincidence. Um, also, I was told by somebody that uh, Harold Joyner's dad's birthday is tomorrow. And he wanted to, or yeah, it's Friday. And he was supposed to announce on his dad's birthday, but he just got too excited and wanted to do it the day before. Sure. So that's yeah, why. Hey, he... Happy birthday, Papa Joyner. I'm sure he's listening to the yeah. show today. Happy so birthday. apparently that's why the timing was the timing. I don't know if that's true, but that is just something. Yeah, that sounds true. reasonable enough for me to believe. Sure. Yeah, sure. why not? Go All right, let's it. start uh, breaking down this basketball game. Uh, can, can I just, can I just why offer you... confession? This is the tree of trust, Will. Yeah, nervous Matt, what do you got? I'm I'm scared of Northwestern. Why? Uh, okay, like you want me to go through all the numbers I'm staring at right now? Um, 
Yeah. They're really good at shooting the three-pointer. Well, they're 40% as a team uh, on the season. Their true shooting is 118.5%, and that puts them at 29th in the country, Will. Mm-hmm. Um, they're solid at rebounding. Uh, their assist-turnover ratio is third best in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their turnovers per possession is 13.9, which is good for 15th best in the country. Mm-hmm. They shoot the ball well. They take care of the ball. They rebound it pretty good. Uh, Will... Call me down here. Please tell me the reason is because they've played Pine Bluff, the Mickey Mouse Club, and uh, Camp Rock as their three wins. Please, please calm the tensions there with their one loss being against. Okay, no, 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 hold on. We need to talk about this loss against Pitt really quick. They lost by one against Pitt after shooting 8 of 28 from three and getting out-rebounded 54 to 34. I feel like losing that game by one is like a moral win right there as my timer goes off for I don't even know what reason. But, yeah, um, (laughs) Will, take it away there. Okay, Northwestern's okay. Okay. Um, they're a solid team. They're better than they were last year. They should be. We'll see how things sort of play out here down the stretch, but they should be better than they were last year. They're playing really fast. They're the second fastest team in the country on offense. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like that. That's interesting. They're number one in assists per field goal uh, made, so that's pretty impressive that's as well. Right okay. now. Yeah. Here's, here's why, that you should look at those scores and be like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, Matt, there please. are 357 teams in Division One basketball. Okay, all right, that's a lot. Okay, they played Arkansas Pine Bluff. Where do you think Arkansas Pine Bluff ranks out of those 357 on Ken Palm adjusted efficiency? Uh, 222. Why, uh, just throw a dart at the wall and see yep. what sticks. 351. Oh my goodness, Pine Bluff, what has happened to you? Oh no, yep. oh no. <laughs> they also played Chicago State. Mm-hmm. Where do you think Chicago State ranks in the 316 356 what in god's name okay they are wow. the second worst team in ken palm in the country my oh no okay. matt they played quincy yeah i had no idea what state they were even in uh, i got the word about quincy, quincy today where do you think quincy ranks not just not because they're not division one <laughs> quincy is a division two basketball team map ah that'll get you uh, off the ken palm list <laughs> no problem with 1100 students enrolled in quincy uh that will not qualify you for division one i'm shocked it even qualifies them for division two if we're being honest uh i believe they're division two i didn't look i can't know that they are they are okay i was saying yeah. i don't think they'd play a division three team those are their three wins matt Mm-hmm. Quincy's in Illinois, by the way, if that was uh, yeah. going to keep anyone up at night. Yeah. The second worst team in the country. Mm-hmm. The sixth worst team in the country. Okay. And a Division Two basketball team. All right, this is making me feel uh, a whole lot better. All of them so, at home. Thank you. They played Pittsburgh, who ranks 74th in Ken Palm. Ah, okay. 74th, Matt. Yeah, of the AC, like humming around that. Yeah, yeah, they are. Oh my God! Oh, that's sorry. <laughs> it's like, wait, what number did you read? That had you audibly just? Oh my goodness! I so I have the Ken Palm ACC standings up, uh-huh. and it's not sorted by efficiency ranking. It's sorted by actual records, the actual standings, ah, and it, they're one, two, three, four, fifth. And I was like, oh my God, they're seventy fourth and they're fifth. How bad's the ACC? Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> Oh my, looking like the A-10 right now. Yeah. Um, but no, they Wake Forest is worse than them in Ken Palm. Notre Dame is basically even with them, 76, and then Boston College is worse. So they're either the third or fourth worst team in the ACC, that is Pittsburgh. I would imagine Northwestern ends up as like the third or fourth worst team in the Big Ten this season. Maybe maybe second worst. Nebraska is going to be the one. Minnesota, Maryland, Northwestern are kind of right there after that. Penn State as well. So... Mm-hmm. I get it. 
they scored 111 points, 100 points, and 92 points in their three wins. Yeah. They could not, almost literally could not have played easier competition. No, that's true. And, like, I do have written down that six guys are averaging double figures. But then again, when you're absolutely beating the, you know what, breaks off the team, uh, a lot of kids are going to be averaging double figures. Um, it ends up. Today's episode of Lockdown Spartans is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go is the top energy gel on the marketplace. It's like an energy drink, protein bar, and a pre-workout all mixed into one. And it is the solution to break through your wall, whatever it is. Got a wall in front of you, take a Built Go, and you're going to bust right through that wall. And unlike those other energy gels that are just like kind of gross and not fun to drink, these aren't. These are delicious. They are one and a half ounce packages, easy to take, and we have three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. It is the top of the line, best workout gel on the market, and you know you get a great burst of energy without that terrible crash feeling, and it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Try it now. Go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. It's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Betting on Michigan State doesn't have to be a guessing game like Matt and I make it seem like. And that is if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers no matter what you are betting. Subscribe to Locked on Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. It's, it, their teams, a lot of guys we're familiar with, Boo Booey, Miller Cop, Pete Nance, um, Robbie Barron. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it, it's a similar team to last year. Uh, they added Chase Audage from William & Mary, who sat out, I think, last year, maybe, who's their leading, like, takes the most shots but he's kind of really inefficient yeah right um but yeah it's it's similar to the team they had last year they're shooting the absolute lights out right now last year they finished 279th in three-point percentage on the season map mm-hmm. i mean maybe they improved a little bit pat spencer's gone and he was bad shot a lot aj turner's gone he's he shot a lot um, but they're they're just a year older than last year's team, and last year's team was an absolute disaster. I think they'll be better this year. I think they'll be okay. They'll probably shoot it better. I don't think they're going to shoot 41% from three all year. No, it's not a sustainable number. Like, there are two guys that are shooting north of 50%. You don't think that's going to hang around? I hope this is a come down to the mean game for them. That would just be sensational. It very well could be. Michigan State's rested. They have not mm-hmm. played well defensively. At all this season, their offense has been quite good. And we were worried about the inverse, Matt. We were not worried about the defense. We were worried about the offense. I think the defense is going to come around, and I think this is a wonderful place for it to start coming around because you got a team that you can physically be better than, be more talented than. Yeah, it's on the road, but 
whatever. It's an empty gym, and it's a place that Michigan State has had wonderful success with. Like, this is a good spot to, like, hey, we're going to shut you down, and we're going to beat you by a, a good amount. Yeah, the defensive matchups are going to be interesting, too. Like, I talk about the guys that shoot north to 50%. One of those guys is uh, Robbie Barain. He, or Barain, Barain, I'm sorry. Whatever. whatever. It, I don't know. Uh, Six foot nine guy, and so far mm-hmm. this year, shooting fifty percent. I mean, it's a small sample size. He's you know five for nine, he, right? Exactly. So small sample size, averaging ten a game. Um, but yeah, like that'll mm-hmm. be an interesting one on one between him, uh, Hauser, perhaps Millie Call, maybe even throw Gabe Brown and his tall wingspan at him. Um, but yeah, I think the game's going to come down to like not, maybe not come down to, but the most appealing one on one matchup will be the Miller Cop and Aaron Henry matchup. Miller Cop, six foot seven, good shooter. Are you He's a also cop? north to fifty percent. Sorry. So what are you, a cop? Yeah. I'm not uh, a cop. I mean, cop, I, I feel like, yeah, 50% is an outrageous thing that you can't sustain throughout a year. But last year he did shoot nearly 40% from three and 90% from the free throw line. So, like, he is a good shooter. shooter. Um, when he comes down to the mean, his mean is still, like, just about 40%. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that Miller cop and Aaron Henry or Gabe or Malik Hall matchup uh, will be the most fascinating to watch in the game. Yeah, um, I mean, other than that, I'm just kind of scrolling through here some of their stuff. The, like I said, the assist to field goal made is 76.4. It's first in the country. That's certainly impressive. And, gosh, what were they last year? I can't imagine they were even close to that. Um, 45th, yeah, in, 45th in the country. So they're okay. Yeah. They're okay at it. Um, not a good offensive rebounding team. Really good defensive rebounding team. Mm-hmm. That'll be something to watch because, as we mentioned, um, they didn't play any good rebounding teams uh, until they... Well, I don't even know if Pittsburgh is a good rebounding team. Pittsburgh's a good rebounding team, uh, but they yeah. absolutely murdered Northwestern on the boards. I was going to say, good enough to out-rebound yeah. them by 20 whole rebounds, yeah. right? They've played a team with a pulse, and they got mm. crushed on the boards. Yeah. So that'll probably Close change. Ball. Northwestern's also fourth in the country in effective field goal percentage against... I'm going to guess playing Quincy and Arkansas Pine Bluff, who scored 48 and 49 points respectively. <laughs> uh, and then Chicago State, who scored 66 points in 83 Ooh, possessions. <laughs> 83 possessions. They scored 66 points and lost 111 oh. to 66 to Northwestern. Oh, I'm going to guess those teams don't shoot the ball well. Real. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to guess those teams don't shoot the ball well. I'm going to guess those teams don't rebound pretty or don't rebound well. Um, I'm going to guess those teams don't force fouls and get to the free throw line. Uh, I'm going to guess Michigan State's going to be a hell of a lot better than all of those teams at doing that. Still, I do think this will be an okay Northwestern team. They shouldn't be a doormat like they were last year, though. Would they get freaking eight total wins on the season? Yeah, eight and twenty-three, I think, or something like that. Right? Yeah, eight and twenty-three. They went three and seventeen in conference. You know, five, six, seven conference wins. I think is probably reasonable in line for them i think yeah ken palm's got him at six and 14 in the conference that that feels fair that feels about right mm-hmm. michigan state's projected to win this one 77 to 74 64 chance of victory again michigan state has not been impressive this year especially on the defensive end they've been sliding in ken palm they were 11th they got all the way up to 10th after beating duke <clears throat> excuse me and then have dropped to 20th after closer than necessary wins against detroit western michigan and oakland yeah, center position. Uh, going to have to step up here if we're just yeah. going to quickly name things we want to watch out for. Uh, I'm going to look out for what's going on at the five position. And, well, I think I can only say that for, like, maybe two more games before I just throw my hands up and be like, well, that is what it is. That's the five position this yeah. year. Like, nothing else we can really look for. And so you say, get rid of the five position. We don't need <laughs> Yeah, now we're getting somewhere, baby. Yeah. Ooh, so, nice. 
Yeah, I'm going to be looking at that. I want to see them shoot it well. They've been a little bit streaky with the shooting. The main thing I want to see is just them like play really good defense and rebound the freaking ball. Just rebound it. They've been yeah. okay on the defensive glass. They're 47th in the country in um, <clears throat> offensive rebound percentage against. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'd like to see it be a little better. Maybe they lack in rebounding all season because I don't like Joey Hauser's been a great defensive rebounder. Um, Malik Hall's been solid, but other than that, I mean, I'm looking at Bingham's rebound numbers are not great. Marbles are lower. Henry's have come up, but it's still not awesome. Maybe they're lacking in rebounding a little bit this year, but this feels like a per, perhaps a get right spot on the glass, like. Can we crush Northwestern in the glass and limit them to one shot, please? Yeah, I feel like they use all their rebounding juice against Duke, so hopefully they recharge that with uh, a week off here. <laughs> Gotta they rebounded it. like men that game down in Durham. Oh, that was God, yeah. good times. Remember that? That was fun. That was fun. Um, Let's have some more fun Sunday. Yeah, also looking forward to Foster Lawyer scoring 20 points again. Hey, 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 let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking to me, baby. All right, that's going to do it for us here. Oh, no, we got to do a Big Ten picks. Wow. Let's do a Big Ten oh. picks. Big Ten picks okay. quick. Uh, hope to God you guys have been fading us. We both went one and four last week. I'm not even going to mention our overall record. These are courtesy of betonline.ag. Get your bets in at betonline.ag. Nebraska minus six and a half versus Rutgers on Friday night. Well, what do you got? Rutgers. Okay, I'm going to take... Uh, yeah, Rutgers, actually. Yeah, that, that, that sounds fun. I'm not going to just crack open a Coors Light and watch Nebraska try to win a game. No, I'll be openly rooting against them. Uh, Minnesota plus 12.5 versus Wisconsin. I know. Uh, Wisconsin. Wow. See, I'm going to go Minnesota here. 12.5 points is a lot of points um, to give against a Wisconsin team that really has been kind of uh, sleepwalking the last two weeks. They have been. They really have been. Yeah, so 12.5 points is a a boatload of points. Maybe if it was like 8.5, I would pick Wisconsin, but not double-digit points. Yeah, give it to me. Uh, Speaking of double-digit points, the Illini plus 15 against Penn State. Nice matchup there, Big Ten. Great job. Um, man, Penn State. I mean, they fired Lovey. You know, yeah, uh, yeah give me Penn State. For. Yeah, Penn State just to like mitigate the damage that they made on the record this year. And last but not least, in the most lopsided spread of the week of the four games, Ohio Northwestern State. Wildcats plus twenty versus Ohio State. No, you know what? No, I'm going Northwestern here. I'm going Northwestern. Let's do it, baby. Let's ride. Go Cats or Cat down. Get wild. I, whatever they say over there. Um, yeah, give me Cat up. Give me the the, the purple, black, silver, and white. Uh, they go baby. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 uh, meowing men down in uh, Northwestern. Yeah, give me them. All right, so okay, I don't think we could both go one and four this week because there's only four games. So that's got to be good, right? Three. That's good for the morale. Nice. One and three, I can do it. There you go. Look at that belief. Yeah. So those are courtesy of BetOnline.ag. Uh, yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for us here on Locked On Spartans. Join us Monday where we will yeah. be recapping the weekend that was and crying about Audric Estime. Maybe. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's right. going to happen. Just, like, let's get over it. I know. <laughs> I'm glad it's happening now rather than February. Just get it over yeah, with, right? Yeah, we got I time, mean, that, you got time to, to make it right. You got Joyner. Maybe you can get a John Lovett. You got time to make it right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, hey, I'm, hey, I'm at peace with it now. I'm at peace. There you go. Perfect. Um, write it, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Join us Monday. Matt, take us home.
Go green. Go get yourself some Coors. Let's do it, baby. Let's go. Go green. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.